Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1771. Of course, March, we're continuing Women's Month here on Cars Yeah, celebrating women in the automotive sector. 23 inspiring automotive enthusiasts throughout the month. These are all women who are shifting the conversation. Here we go. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Elgin, Illinois, with a very special guest by the name of Jamie Helm. Hey, Jamie, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you ready to put it in gear and release the clutch? Absolutely. All right, cool. Nice to have you here today. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into your life, what's one little thing that maybe, just maybe most people don't know about you? I have a funny one. Most people don't know that I was able to paint a car and build a transmission before I even learned how to do brakes. Whoa. Well, that's <laughs> that's uh, very impressive. Now, I'm going to dive into that a little bit with your intro, but we've got to elaborate that on that a little bit right now before I introduce you because the mind is spinning going, what? How could this be? So <laughs> let's talk transmissions. What and why? How? how? Okay. So... I was about 17 years old, and our family has always owned a fleet of taxis in the suburbs of Chicago. It's been around 35 years now, but wow. my father came to me and said, you know, if you could learn how to build these 700 or four transmissions in the taxis, it would save us an abundance of money on overhead, And because he could never figure out how to do it. So my dad handed me his ASTG transmission manual and said, good luck. Let me know what happens. <laughs> the first one worked. Thank goodness. Because wow. um, at that time we didn't have car lifts. So I didn't want to see my dad on his back many times trying to pull this in and out of a car. So that's wow. pretty much the beginning of my mechanics with cars. Before that, it was all body work. So yeah. Wow. Impressive. Well, you know, uh, most dads are handing their uh, their daughter's uh, prom dress or some kind of girly, girly thing. But no, here's a wrench and a repair book. Fix fix the trannies for us, would, would you? So I'm impressed. That's awesome. Yeah, that it's a funny story. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, thanks for sharing that. Well, let me give you a proper introduction, and we're going to dive into your world here. Jamie Helm is the co-owner, along with her sister Naomi, of their automotive repair shop they call Wicked Wrench Company. I like the name. She's a self-taught car builder, and as she said, built her first transmission from an ASTG manual back in 1996 when Dad said, hey, help out the family, young lady. And you know what? She figured it out. That's pretty cool. She built 100-plus tranny cents. There you go. She learned to body work from her father and together with her brother, built a 1962 Bonneville for the World of Wheels and the Lowrider Show Car Circuit. Back in 1998 through 2002, she modeled for several automotive magazines and in the late 1990s, and she's been a fleet mechanic for over a decade. She owns a fleet of taxis, like she said, along with her family, along with a taxi meter dealer. That's interesting. We'll learn about that. She's the mother of twin 16-year-old boys. You have your hands full, no doubt, and competed on Motor Trends Bitchin' Boot Camp by Bitchin' Rides Season 1 back in 2020 with her brother Frank. And she was the Dickies American Worker of the Year Regional Finalist in 2008. Very impressive. 
So we'll be back in just a minute to talk with our friend Jamie. But first, a word from our sponsors. They make the show possible. So give them a listen. Give them a little love. And we will be right back. We're working on a transmission here. Now, Jamie, where's the wrench? We'll be right back. (laughs) Did you know Covercraft offers you much more than just car covers? They make quality protection for the inside of your vehicle as well. Their plush, custom-fit floor mats turn any ride into something special. Or choose Premier Berber Custom Floor Mats. They're a favorite of mine. Covercraft floor mats are quality-made and provide your ride with the ultimate protection from moisture, dirt, mud, snow, and slush. Don't forget your vehicle's trunk area, too. Their Carhartt Custom Cargo Liners not only look great, but keep your rear cargo area and seats Protected custom-fit trunk liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect to protect the factory carpets from all those things that can stain and damage the carpets. All your options are quality-made, easy to clean, secure to the floor, and look oh so good. Check out Covercraft.com for a variety of styles, colors, and options for your special vehicles. And I've got a very special deal from Cars, yeah? Use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I found a new way to protect my vehicle, American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collectibles of automobilia and automotive collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool automotive collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting us automotive enthusiasts since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love. I did. American Collectors Insurance, classic car and collectible insurance designed by collectors for collectors, just like you and me. All right, Jamie, we are back. I didn't pass my uh, my building test here, so I'm going to keep it with Jamie here today because transmission building is not my forte. Let's go a little deeper into the corner. I want you to kind of walk me through your life because you're in a very interesting field. I, I, we see here now at how it started with dad saying, hey, give this a try, but let's go back here a little ways and then kind of walk me through what you're doing and then this business you have with your sister now. Cars. Why cars? Mm, I grew up with cars. So my dad was a body and frame man his whole life and he owned body shops and then he got into taxi cabs and we, us kids learned along the way, my brother and I, I always was by his side watching and learning and handing him tools like Every day after school, weekends. So I've never really had an interest in anything else. It's always been cars. So even with our taxi fleet, I was on the repair end of it. So because we pretty much did everything under one roof, everything happened there. The paint, the mechanics, meter installations, lettering, everything happened there. So always cars. Now I have to ask this question because you think about taxis and this massive change that's happened with Uber and Lyft Mm -hmm. and everything. How how is that affecting that business world? I know you have a shop with your sister, so you're doing that too, but that's got to have some effect here because there's a dynamic shift going on. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's with everything. I mean, technology evolution, it happens. Thankfully, it's the bigger cities that have been hit and really hard. A lot of companies have been decimated at this point. For people around the country, the city of Chicago had about 9,000 cabs on the street. That's how many licenses they had. And now they're down to 700 actually working. So if that gives a little perspective of what has happened in our industry, we're about 35 miles west of Chicago. So in to live in the suburbs, you have to have a car. It's not like the city of Chicago where you can walk. And so our service has been around for since 1985. So I I think we have a really good customer base and we always have. So we've been doing okay. I mean, it hasn't been great, but we're doing fine. Well, that's good to hear. I love it. What are some of the lessons that you were taught growing up? You talked a little bit about your dad saying, hey, go try this. Helped you learn how to do auto body work and so forth. We all have mentors and teachers in our lives. Talk about perhaps one or two of the most important in your life that helped you get your start. Okay. So my father, obviously that's a no brainer. My brother, he was also a really good teacher to me, but my brother is only about a year and a half older than me. So he, he learned more vintage cars with my dad growing up where I learned more of the cars now and with the technology now. So he has different specialties than I do. We do completely different things, he and I. Um, I also have another friend named Tony Peaky who works at a Ford dealer, and he mentored me a lot too and brought me up to speed on a lot of stuff back in uh, the early 2000s on our fleet cars. So Now, is this something that, since you were somewhat thrust into this with the family, mm-hmm. as a young woman, was this something that you wanted to do, or did you feel like you were obligated to do it with your parents, or is it something you said, "Man, this looks like a cool thing to do. I want to do this." No, I, you know, it wasn't obligation. I just loved it. I knew no different, and I, my dad always told this story about me being three years old, and he was wet sanding his '64 Corvette, and I was standing there in a dress and tights, and I had a rock on the other side of the car, wet sanding the Corvette. So (laughs) I I could never live that down with him because he had to repaint that side of the car. But I mean, I always mirrored him, watched him. So it's in my blood, I guess. Which is funny because my own children have no interest in cars at all. Well, sometimes it skips a generation, but sometimes it carries over and then it skips a generation. So you just never know, but it sounds like fun. Now, if if you were to advise or mentor a young woman who wants to get into the automotive sector, because for a long time, women just weren't a part of it, but it's really changed a lot. And that's part of why I'm doing what I'm doing in the month of March. Back in 2019, I did an entire month of just women on my show. I've had almost 300 women anyway on Cars. Yeah, there's more and more in the industry, people from working at lower level jobs all the way up to CEOs of companies. I mean, look who's running GM. My goodness. Right. If you were to advise a young woman who wants to get into the automotive world in any capacity, mm-hmm. what kind of advice would you offer her? I would offer her, depending on her age. So I, I do mentor females in my shop now. So I would say, if you're young enough, take shop class in high school if they offer it start taking apart bicycles, or if you have your own car, 
start taking that apart. You have to have the confidence enough to, you have to just start taking things apart, putting them back together. You know, it's very repetitive, but that's the best way to learn cars is by taking things apart. So like with, with our taxis, when we're done with them, we cannibalize them. It's just a shell left. So we're constantly taking them apart and then putting the good parts back on the shelf and just recycling. And you just learn this car inside and out. So what kind of taxis do you guys drive? What kind of vehicles? We're using Toyotas. Toyotas. As far Mm -hmm. as you're concerned for that kind of, uh, I won't say abuse, heavy, heavy use. That's the car. Oh yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Wow. I'll tell you, it's a funny story because that's how we could open our shop is when we switched over from a domestic brand to Toyotas. We ran domestics, Chevy and Fords for, oh boy, 30 years. And then we decided in 2015, because the fuel prices were high to get hybrids, Toyotas, and we we bought a whole bunch of brand new ones at once. And virtually overnight, we saved 75% on parts and labor. Wow. So my shop personnel were pretty much standing around and I didn't want to lay anybody off. So my father said to my sister and I, you know, let's open our shop to the general public and help people also. Oh, cool. What a great so, idea. So yeah, I have Toyotas on the street with over 500,000 miles that have original engines that have, <laughs> you'd be amazed. They have to go through safety lanes. They have to go through emissions, all this stuff. And I mean, these Toyotas just keep on going. Wow. That's a nice testament. You know, this is a good opportunity to talk real briefly before I jump into Wicked Wrench Company and this business with your sister, Naomi. Your whole focus is to keep a car going on the road. A lot of people don't think about their cars that way. They just get them and start them every day. I mean, there's some people that just don't even check the oil. So if you were to give somebody advice, yeah, nods your head. If you give somebody advice today about how do you keep a car going those kinds of miles, what are just some simple things that you guys do that might help somebody out there that maybe isn't thinking about it? I know most of our listeners are car people, but you know what? You could drop a good tip here. Well, I mean, regular oil changes is a must. I mean, do it within mileage. The other thing is, is sounds and smells are so important. <laughs> if you're driving the car, something doesn't sound right, have it checked. If something doesn't smell right, have it checked. That's what I tell a lot of my customers. You have to be aware of what's going on because that, that one little bump that you hit and you hear all this ruckus. Yeah, that's a problem. (laughs) So we do constant checks on our fleet cars, but you know, we do have some drivers that take cars home and we don't see them very often and they don't say a lot. And you'd be amazed just because they, they just don't pay attention. So I, I think just being aware. Just being aware. Do you see in the taxi industry, when do you see everything's going to go EV in that industry? Do you have a vision of that? Mm, I think, well, you know, the city of Chicago had put some incentives out when the taxi owners went hybrid. So I'm sure the EV, you know, I think it's going to definitely, for higher vehicles, definitely is going to be sooner than uh, the regular vehicles, I think. I think that because the government's mandated the municipalities. So it just depends on, you know, they're always looking at idle time and stuff like that, which obviously is different with a hybrid than it is with a normal gas engine. But the electric vehicle is, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I'm not there yet with it because I, I have this whole mentality of everybody plug in at five o'clock and watch what happens. But, yeah, watch the know. whole city go dark. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I think that, you know, we're seeing some things right now with especially what just happened in Texas with the weather, California over the summer with the fires. All of a sudden, the power grids can't keep up. That's a serious thing they got to think about because as as the government pushes these EVs, let's get, get off the gas train here, the oil train. Okay, fine. But they've got to be able to go, like for you, 
How many miles a day, how many hours a day is a car in action? So on average, it's about 150 miles a day. Okay. And how many, well, 150 miles is not that far for an electric car now. That's completely doable. So mm-hmm. that's not the problem. But you're right. When everybody plugs in at night when they go home, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I never thought of it that way. I thought of it, but I've never thought of it that way because that's when everybody, when they get to work, they might do it. But definitely when they get home and you've mm-hmm. got a whole city of cars sucking power out of the wall, that stuff isn't mm-hmm. magic juice. It's got to come from somewhere. So I don't know, Mark. After a long day's work, I want to go home to the air conditioning. The car can just. <laughs> yeah, can sit unplugged. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Chicago. I love it. Let's talk about Wicked Wrench Company. What are the kind of things that you and your sister do there for people? Well, I try to help as many people as I can. So, I, and when I said my father said let's open the shop and help people, I think it's because I've had so many female friends of mine come to me over the years knowing that I've worked on cars and that they'll get quotes from dealers or other shops and they were just out of this world. So, they would be like, "Oh, can you double check this quote for me? Something just doesn't seem right." So, I think that's one of the things that made us very different is because of our transparency. So we have a lot of female clients. Don't get me wrong. We have a lot of men too, but the way I handle my shop is, is if the person actually stays there and waits to have their car checked, I will bring them out to the shop and I will show them everything, even though they may not be versed in cars or understand, I will explain it to them. I will draw them pictures. I will bring up videos if I have to, just so they can understand exactly what's going on. Or we text message pictures and email pictures. And I have my Samsung Note 10 where I'm drawing arrows and all kinds of stuff. So transparency right. to me is key. Um, and I, a lot of shops just, they don't do it. And I think that's why our the automotive repair industry, they get such a bad rap is because we even see quotes that aren't right. And, you know, it, it makes me want to go into these places and question people. But I mean, obviously, right. and I don't, I, I just couldn't do something like that. But that was one of our main objectives is to to help people. So we have a very low labor rate compared to the other shops around us. We, we run at 89 an hour. So most shops around us are well over 100 and the dealers around here are around 160. Right. So our yeah. labor rate is crazy low, but we have a lot of single parents and older people. We we would rather that somebody on a fixed income, like on social security or something, could get their car fixed rather than have to skip a meal for a week, you know, or something right. like that. So yeah. we just, we really care about our clients and, and we try to give back as much as we possibly can. And there are special cases where, you know, <laughs> we charge very little labor because we know the circumstance that the, the person's in. So, you know. Wow, that's very kind of you. That's very nice. I know my mother sometimes will take a car in and she'll call me from the shop going, they say I need to do this and I don't understand what they're telling me. And I, you know, and they, it just goes right over her head because she's not a car person, but she feels like she might be taken advantage of. And I'm 1500 miles away. So I'm, we'll put them on the phone so I can, so tell me why you're telling her she needs this. What? Are you sure about that? Mm -hmm. So yeah, very noble. I mean, we need more of that. I think the transparency is a lot of shops to me are being forced into this because of social media now and also because things like Yelp. Because if you mess with somebody, they are not afraid to go out there and speak about it. Uh, lots of times I'll look at places and I'll go to a Yelp and go, wow, three or four bad things. Nope, next. I'll just never go there again. So that's becoming important. So you've already figured that out before even trouble started happening, it seems like. 
Yeah. I, well, yeah. And I mean, reviews can be a funny thing because sometimes, you know, people won't even leave a review unless they're unhappy with something. So I mean, reviews can go both ways. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds like you're doing a very, very nice thing for people. I think that's great. Let's take a short break. We'll thank our sponsors. We come back. I want to ask you what I like to call a challenge question, a big obstacle you've had to overcome in your life. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Crash jewelry is handmade from the metal of luxury cars while preserving the original factory paint. Founder Christy Shimfke came up with the idea when she moved her jewelry studio into her husband's Los Angeles auto body shop. After watching beautiful Porsche ultraviolet fenders and Ferrari Rosso Corsa hoods head to the scrapyard, she developed her own unique upcycling process of cutting, bending, and sanding the metal into unique wearable pieces of beautiful automotive art. For Women's History Month here on Cars Yeah, Crash Jewelry is giving away a special Ferrari Art Deco cuff. The cuff includes an empowering message engraved inside. Enter to win today by subscribing at CrashJewelry.com. Plus, Christy is offering Cars Yeah listeners 10% off in March when you use the code Cars yeah at checkout. That's CrashJewelry.com and use the code Cars yeah today. And don't forget to follow Christy on Instagram at CrashJewelry. I've discovered... Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion, and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So, Jamie, share with me a huge obstacle, maybe even a failure, some big challenge in your life you've had to overcome. But the more important part of this is what did it teach you so you can move forward in a very positive way? Well, I think with the biggest obstacle to me is the ever-changing technology, especially with vehicles. The techs went through it back when the carburetors came out or carburetors went to fuel injection and they all hummed and hot and how many of them decided to retire after that and the computer systems and, and just how evolution is changing things. Um, just like with the taxi industry, I mean, everything changes. So I think the biggest obstacle that we went through, or at least I did, because I am such a reader and researcher when it comes to cars. I think a lot of my day is just doing that is, is reading because we bought so many of the hybrid Toyota cars, we had to figure out how to fix them. Ah, yeah. And 
<laughs> the funny thing about that is, is like even the Toyota mechanics, they're just changing parts. They're not doing rebuilds on packs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So we figured out how to do it, but you have to figure out how to do it on a 400 volt system without getting hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in the beginning, yeah. you know, you get out the, you get the gloves and the, the big tools and everything to be careful. And then now today, it's almost like you're tearing a rag doll out of the back of a car you, because you know what you can and can't do and learning how to test it properly and go after what's wrong. So, because they're different beasts, I mean, they're completely different than just gas engine cars. So learning by doing, I guess, and just the ever-changing technology. And I think it's going to be the same thing when the EVs become, like you said, more of a, a standard on the street. So, I mean, I'm actually quite excited to start learning about that. But I have cornered Toyota mechanics or service people that said they used to work there or something and try to get any kind of secret out of them for the hybrid systems, you know. So that's definitely. Yeah, these, these, are, these are rolling computers now. They, they are amazing. Mm-hmm. My nephew works for Tesla and he fixes cars from home people log in basically and he fixes i know i think the misnomer that i assume will start to happen with evs is people will go oh it's electric vehicle nothing ever has to be fixed well there's still suspension brakes there's still some fluids in the car still got to replace the wipers there's there's the battery that starts the car not the battery pack but the separate battery somebody the other day told me oh you mean there's another battery in the car yeah. So hybrids are the same way. Yeah. Even my customers that have hybrids don't realize that there's a 12 volt in their yeah, car. Right. So, oh, wait, I already, yeah. no, I don't, I don't want to replace the battery. No, wait, it's not that battery, the other battery. So yes, technology is incredible. It's just more and more complicated, but more and more kind of cool in a way, because now you've got young people who love this technology, who are embracing it and doesn't worry them as much as maybe the old gray haired guys or the no haired guys like me that are used to having cars that had carburetors in them and so forth. So when you think about your career path and what you're doing, anything you would have done differently as you progressed through this at this point in your life? Are you just, are you thrilled with what you do every day? Is this fun? I'm thrilled. I think my only regret is I would probably would have opened my shop 10 years ago. Sooner. Sooner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the lesson. If you're thinking about doing something, the best time to do it is now. Yes. (laughs) Right. I mean, you need to plan, but because, because obviously it's worked out well for you. It's been a good thing, right? It has. I I think just, I'm a people person. So it's the people that really make my day. It really is. And them being thankful. (laughs) So Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing better when you go to pick your car up and everything works again and you feel like you got a great job for a fair price and they took care of you. And for me, I love my cars. They took care of my baby. They didn't mess it up or anything. They treated it with respect. So nothing better than that. It's like going to the doctor and getting a good report. <laughs> You're fine. Just go home. Yeah. You'll be okay. So mm-hmm. are there some things on your bucket list that you'd still like to accomplish with your career? You're still a young woman. So you still have all sorts of things ahead of you. So if, if I could have you talk about maybe one or two bucket list things you still want to do with your life, what would they be? Sure. I think I would like to eventually turn my shop into a 24-hour facility. A 24-hour facility? Yes. And what's, what's the reason for that? Because I could have like bigger jobs like engines and transmissions being done overnight. The bigger things, rack and pinions, rear end work, you know, just the the big stuff. And then 
the just regular day to day stuff during the day. So you call in like a heavy crew in the evening to magically, <laughs> yeah. to magically do this stuff. And then when you come in in the morning, you just, you kind of keep going. So, but you have to understand, I come from a 24 hour industry. So taxis have always been 24 right, hours. Right. So to me, it's kind of like, it wouldn't be any different. <laughs> You know, we're, yeah. I'm just used to that lifestyle as it is. So yeah. I think it would be cool. And in our area here, we're in a very blue collar trades area where people do work second and third shift. And, you know, I have a lot of customers that, uh, that can't pick up their cars and we have after hour pickups and stuff like that because our dispatch center is open and they can pick up their keys and, and stuff very late. And they like that. So right. that makes us very different than any other shops because they can constantly come and get their cars. That's cool. Now, I don't know that I've ever heard of a repair shop that does 24 hours. Do they exist? I don't know if I've ever even heard of that. I don't know. So that's my number one bucket list. My second one is I need to start a female's workwear clothing and boot line because I really am not enthusiastic about what's on the market right now. I love that. Yes, you do. You need to do that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love that idea. I think we're wearing clothes because I remember like back in the 90s, I would have to wear men's boots, men's pants, men's shirts like Dickies or Carhartt or whatever was out there and it didn't fit right. And then they came out with women's lines and it still doesn't fit right. Mm. So I'm just kind of like, they need somebody to put this together that knows what women need. And it's not even just for automotive. It's like police officer women could use it or EMTs, construction. I mean, there's so many of us women in the trades now right. that you know we need something good like that. Oh yeah, I think it's a great idea. You need to do that. And stylish, yeah. Well, of course, yeah, that fits well, but stylish and fun, you know? I mm -hmm. mean, no reason why you should go to work looking like a guy when you're not a guy or things don't fit right or they don't feel comfortable. I mean, you need to be comfortable. You're moving all day long, so you're, oh, not, yeah. you're not sitting at a desk. I think it's a brilliant idea. Can't wait to have you back when you talk about that launch someday. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be really cool. What are some positive ways that you've learned to give back to others, to help others in this industry? So the first thing I do, I, before COVID, I taught what's called automotive basics and I would do it on a monthly basis to anybody who wanted to come. Girl Scouts would come to earn their car care badges. So I, I have like a, the whole Northern Illinois would co will come to me for Girl Scouts to get their car care badges. But it basically is a 90 minute class that I teach about checking oil, talking about fluids, because a lot of people don't even realize different antifreeze colors mean different things. And, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I mean, there's just so much we run down and I, I show them hands on how to change a tire in like under 10 minutes and the proper tools you need to do it. So we go over so much and they get packets and I've done a few zoom ones like that too. Also, the other thing is, is the local community college here. We have interns that come in the job shadow on six week periods. So I always have an intern in my shop shadowing our guys. Um, right now I do have a female intern in my shop right now, which I'm so excited about. She's about halfway through at three weeks right now, and she is great. And I hope I can keep her after her six week period and hire her in. There so I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Wow. And you know, the other thing is, is we do few free computer reads on cars and 
free quotes and free diagnostics. So now that puts us at a different level because you go to a dealership, you're paying the the hour rate for the diagnostic. So, and we do free requote. So we'll look everything over and correct it if needed or put something in addition. So we do a lot of stuff for the community to help out. And I do job career panels for the community college too, where we'll all be on like the zoom screen and like, they'll have an HVAC person. I'm from automotive. They'll have like welding and all kinds of stuff. So I even have the kids from Elgin community college come in and do tours. I explain to them how important the trades are because our trades in this country. And then like I say, not even just automotive, but like there's a shortage of plumbers and electricians and, you know, so much out there. It's not just automotive, but it's going to be a big problem soon, I think, with the trades. So I agree. I think it's already a big problem. Uh, that's part of why my charity of choice is Tech Force, which is an okay. organization that helps uh, young people and old people get into the trades, get into these fields, because yeah, we're going to be created, or we are creating a big, big problem with this. I have friends that run uh, companies that come in and do your HV systems and your forced air units in your homes. And they can't find people to help, and they, they're really good-paying jobs. Mm-hmm. And if you love doing that yeah. stuff with your hands, it it's cool. So, yeah. I try to – well, I try to explain to these young people that the kids that are going to a four-year college – you might make more than them <laughs> oh, <laughs> 10 yeah. or 15 years from now, you know, depending on what's needed out there. Right. So, yeah. And you can learn a trade that you can become your own company and have your own business. Yes. Yeah. Just like Jamie does. So there you go. Lots of cool opportunity. What's your biggest high point so far in your career? I think just, you know, just the day-to-day operations of Wicked Wrench Company. I, that, I get so much fulfillment from that, you know, and it's just working on everyday cars. It's not even custom cars or anything like that. It's just fixing these regular cars. Helping and, people. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is for me. And employing people. Let's take another short break and we come back. I'm going to take you on the ultimate drive, Jamie. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Have you looked under your hood recently? The average car today has more than 70 computers and 100 million lines of code. Today and tomorrow, being a professional technician requires an understanding of technology, computers, and electrical systems that are highly advanced and very complex. Cars yeah is honored to support TechForce Foundation as our charity of choice. Their efforts to help young people pursue a technical education and a fulfilling career as automotive techs is the key to an inspired life. Through scholarships, grants, and good old-fashioned hands-on experiences with vehicles, TechForce and Carsia are working together to connect young people with viable careers. Join us and learn more by visiting techforce.org today. Now, if I could arrange for you to go on a ride with someone in a really cool car, I have a couple parts of this question. One is, who would the person be? What kind of car would you be in? Who would be driving the car? And maybe what's a question or two you would ask this special person? Mm, okay. So I'll start with the car. The car is going to be a 1957 Chevy, no post. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be my dad. Ah, nice. So I would love to talk to my dad again. And he would be driving because he would never let me drive. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a dad. Sounds like a dad. Yeah. Yeah. I would uh, ask him, how am I doing? 
and what else could I do more? I think that that would probably be what I'd ask him. So I know he's proud. I do because he kept asking me right before he passed, how's the permitting process go? How's it to open our <laughs> yeah, shop? Yeah. Because it took us about four months to get our license to open. And he passed away a month before we oh, opened. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. And, it, and we, we ended up opening it up on his birthday. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So I will always remember the anniversary day of Wicked Wrench Company. Of course. Um, yeah. It's, it was his wish, his last, he really wanted to see this happen. Yeah. So I know he's looking down on me. He I is. know he's happy with my sister, my brother and I, and you know, it would definitely be him in the 57 Chevy he always loved. So yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, being a father of a, a woman, my of a daughter, um, no doubt, I know he's very proud of you and looking down and is very, very happy uh, what you've done. Uh, you should be very, very proud of what you, what you've done, all your siblings which you guys have pulled off. Fantastic. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read? Are you a book reader, a book listener that you might want to share? You know what, Mark? I used to read a book a week. And then, I don't know, I just, it's been probably about five years since I've done something like that, just because I've just been so busy. (laughs) (laughs) And crazy things like that on a day-to-day. But, you know, for the women out there, one of my favorite books because I had to go through my Kindle the other day to find something for one of my, my sons. And I saw this book and I'm like, I read that <laughs> it was called girl wash your face. And by a woman named Rachel Hollis, I believe. And she has real life stories, but she, it, obviously this is more towards geared towards women and she's a mom. So it's, a lot of stories about her life, about positivity, about procrastination, about confidence, about drinking and weight and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. I, I liked reading this book because it gave me more drive to do things. And I think that that's something that especially younger women who want to get in the industry don't care about what anybody says or thinks about you and what you want to do. Be confident because I wouldn't have been able to do anything even from the start of an early age, unless I ha- I was so stubborn in my head. I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. Even though you do mess up sometimes just always keep that confidence with you. I think that that's the number one important thing about cars. Just you have to be confident to know you can do it. Absolutely. First time that book's been mentioned here, Girl, Wash Your Face. I like the title. That's very cool. Mm. A great book for sure. I'll make sure I put that on Jamie's show notes page on the Carsia website. Just go to carsia.com, type in Jamie Helm. I'll spell her last name, H-J-E-L-M, pronounced Helm, and her page will pop right up. Jamie, you're an amazing woman. You've taken us on an incredibly fun ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better and i want to thank you for spending some time with us today this is great before i let you go could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance do what you love and have fun with it regardless of what industry i mean that is it you have to love what you do and i was taught that at a young age if you don't like doing this do what you love to do because it will not feel like work and i know people have heard that before it is so true it gives you more ambition more drive to keep going every day and just making yourself better, making your brand better, making you better, period. It's pretty simple, isn't it? It is. Sometimes it takes a while for people to figure it out. You know, I want to do a shout out here to Tori de Blasi. He's an awesome guy. Yes. He brings me so many great people. He introduced me to Jamie and Tori, you've done it again. Another awesome person, wonderful, inspiring automotive enthusiast here on Cars. Yeah. If people want to know more about you and your business, Jamie, how can they find you? So. 
you can look at Wicked Wrench uh, CO for company at Facebook or Instagram or myself. And my name's spelled a little weird. So my first name is J-A-I-M-E. And my last name, like Mark said, is H-J-E-L-M. So you can get that on Facebook or Instagram too. So and I have open pages, so okay, you could definitely check stuff out. Yeah, I'm not a huge, huge social media poster because I don't have like a, a lot, a lot of time, but I do post some cool stuff every now and then. Absolutely. I'll make sure I put links to Jamie's uh, ways to contact Jamie. And of course, if you live in that part of the world, there now you've got a great source to uh, have your car worked on and fixed so that you can keep on trucking, as they say. Jamie, thanks for being so generous with your time and your expertise and for sharing an amazing life you created for yourself. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. Thank you so much. This has been great. Hey, fellow inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Did you know if you subscribe at carsdad.com, I'll send you my free filler up book. It's an ebook filled with fuel filler fun and inspirational quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get a weekly wrap up email from me every Friday and your name will be in the hat for one of the many free giveaways here at Cars Yeah. Simply go to carsyeah.com and click on the free book button and boom, you're in the club. And don't forget to subscribe to Cars Yeah on your mobile podcast app and you'll get the Cars Yeah show delivered right to your mobile device every day, absolutely free. Inspiring automotive enthusiasts, that's what we're all about. Here at Cars Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.